Welcome to the Heaping Scoop Podcast, where balance meets lifestyle, the best place to get your mind and body in shape, with your hosts, Andrew Shepard and Bryce Wiggins. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, we will be discussing the discipline of Qigong and the use of traditional Chinese medicine with Beth Anisi. So welcome back, Beth. It's great to have you. Great to see you guys again. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming back on the show again. Yeah, so last time we discussed briefly about what qi is, what qigong and Chinese medicine is. So just to start us off, can you give us just a little bit of background of what you're practicing and what you're doing when referring to qigong? Sure. So I have been a longtime student, and this goes way back, of uh, Grandmaster Nan Lu. He's a traditional Chinese medicine and Qigong master located in New York City. And um, let's see, I started studying with him formally in 2014. And informally, I really started around 2004. Uh, that was just with his book, his his first book and DVD, which was a program mm-hmm. called Dragon's Way. And that is, um, that is a Qigong program. It's a six-week program. I have since become certified to teach that as well myself. Uh, but that's how I started. And um, the beauty of Qigong and traditional Chinese medicine is that, you know, when you think about... Uh, Western medicine and allopathic medicine, while it has its place for, you know, many things, Mm -hmm. it also really focuses on, on a disease or an illness, right? Like that's usually the focus is managing the disease or the illness. What I love is the hope that traditional Chinese medicine can give to people. Um, Not that it's a replacement for allopathic medicine. I'm not suggesting that. However, it gives such hope because it really is about kind of uh, increasing health rather than focusing on an illness or an injury that somebody has, what can we do to strengthen everything else around it to help buoy up that issue and, and help move it along. So that's what I really love about it. Uh, that it, it, it really focuses on actual health rather than just managing disease or illness. And that it is this Avenue Qigong itself, which Qi means energy, Gong, again, means practice or exercise. So that is really a person's avenue or vehicle for self-cultivation on a very personal level. And that is just something that you don't find a lot of, I think, in uh, many exercise classes or even mm-hmm. even meditation, meditation uh, backgrounds or paths. Got it. So... So going off of that now, so what are some of the benefits that somebody can gain by doing is it Qigong? Is that Qi, how you say Qigong. It? It's Qigong. Qi. It's Sorry. Qi. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Know. That's okay. I know. For the longest time, I called it Qigong myself. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I said, when you read it, it just doesn't make sense that it would be Qi, but it's Qi. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so some of the benefits that somebody could reap from, pra- from a Qigong practice Gosh, there are, well, you know, it depends on what you're asking, Andrew. It could be on the physical level or the emotional or psychological level. There are so many. Um, 
one of the big benefits that people have told me that they see, and then I'll share the benefits that I've had, uh, is better sleep. You know, a lot of people, particularly when they um, are in times of stress or at a certain age or, you know, whatever the circumstances are, sleep is kind of something that can really take a nosedive first. And that's a real barometer of where you are in terms of your health, if you can get a decent night's sleep. And it's so important. Um, so better sleep is definitely something people experience by doing this practice um, because it affects you on an energetic level rather than just the physical level. So it's a, it's a completely different body system really. Um, so there's that benefit. People have had less back pain, you know, lower back pain and neck pain are also very common in our society today. So people have experienced a, a decrease in that or an elimination uh, of that. Um, other issues, you know, depression, anxiety, that is something that this will also definitely affect, which again, would also help with back pain and help with <laughs> and help with sleep. So those are just a few of the of the benefits. Um, I know for me, I have experienced some more peace, I would say, in my in my life day to day, and the ability to kind of accept things as they come and be able to go with the flow of, of the day and, uh, you know, things that might come at me that I may find overstimulating or uncomfortable. And I seem to bounce back much quicker than I used to. Okay. Um, I, I haven't. So what would you say, like, the majority demographic is? So is it more men? Is it more women that you see practicing Qigong? Well, you know, there's a reason they say women and children first. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually, men, men are usually the last ones to want to do something like this. Right. Yeah. But there are men. There are definitely men in my classes and they have they have really great results as well and really, really can hear what our teacher is saying and really, really take it up. But generally speaking, the people that come to this, this is kind of the the last resort for many people. Right. It's when okay. uh, you're a, you're a woman and you're in your late 40s, your early 50s you're in menopause or just through menopause having a really difficult time and you just nothing's showing up on blood tests your doctor's telling you you're fine but you're really not you're not feeling fine anyway and then you come to something like this and you're like oh thank god now i came to this when i was in my mid-30s so i was a little early <laughs> i was early on the uptake but um <laughs> But it really helped me through, uh, you know, the pregnancy with my daughter. You guys know Elizabeth. Like she, uh, I, I became pregnant with her uh, shortly after I started Qigong. And I practiced all the way through my pregnancy. And it totally changed my pregnancy and my delivery of her, you know, versus what I went through with Christopher. So it was really, it was, it was pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I have a question for you here. It's kind of like out there, but what is the most like miraculous, like healing story you've seen like first and somebody experienced with Qigong? I'm just curious. The most miraculous healing story. Oh boy. Let me, let me think about that for a minute. There are, there are a few. And of course I'm drawing a blank now. 
everybody, I, I think that it depends, you know, it depends on what you yeah. consider a miracle. Let me put it that way. It depends on yeah. what you consider a miracle. And for each person, it's different. Like we heard testimonials. I think Christopher mentioned to you, I was away last weekend on a, a, a chi trip. That's what they call it. And, um, people got up and gave testimonials about how this practice has changed their lives. And when I tell you their stories, you know, to you, it may sound like, oh, well, that's not a big deal. But to these people, it's a really big deal. Like one woman uh, talked about how years ago when she first came to see Master Lou, she asked him if she could divorce her parents. Now, he talks a great deal about the importance of the relationship with our parents, right? Because that's our connection to our bloodline. That's our connection to our past, which is what is launching us into our future. So she was having a difficult time with her parents. And she said, you know, can you divorce your parents? And he said, no, you absolutely can't. If your parents decide that they don't want to have a relationship with you, that's one thing. You absolutely must do what you can do to maintain a relationship with your parents. This was an older woman too. She, I think she's older than I am. And uh, so this was probably about five years ago she posed that question to him. This past weekend, she stood up and told the story about how she and her mother reconciled during COVID, you know, shortly, probably six months before her mother died. And it was because of this. And she was so happy. You could just see the lightness that she really, um, that she really took up the practice and was able to change herself. And I think that that's the miracle, Andrew, right there is when you, that you, you, things, when you, when you change the way you look at things, the way you look at things change. So, or the things you look at change. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So that is, I think that that's kind of the crux of this practice is that it's not about changing anyone around you, but you really can change yourself and really change the trajectory of your life as a result. Right. Yeah. And I guess that kind of brings me to the retreat that you went on. So, um, how how what how was your experience at the retreat and what did you learn that i guess we can all benefit from and implement in our lives well uh while i was there it's interesting one of the the overwhelming things when you go to an event like that or certainly mm -hmm. the experiences that i've had in the past and definitely experienced on this one was I got there a day early before everybody got there and I was kind of part of a welcoming committee. So as everybody was arriving, I was welcoming them, you know, because we were in a, we were in North Carolina, everybody had had a really long drive. Even if you flew, you still had a two hour drive from the Charlotte airport. So everybody was, you know, kind of stressed out when they pulled up, but when they saw me and the other people in our group that were welcoming them, it just, it lifted their spirits. So watching that energy shift is really interesting. Then as everybody arrived and had dinner, we all went to bed that first night in the morning, we woke up and everybody was so different. Everybody was so happy. And as the weekend went on, there was just more and more happiness. So I think that was the most remarkable thing for me was to watch people actually go through the entire weekend and become 100% better versions of themselves. 
in the moment, right in real time while they were there. So I found that to be really, and I noticed it in myself for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're not always easy. The practices can be hard and, you know, he's, he's not an easy teacher. He's, he's pretty, he's, he, he expects a lot, which is great. Yeah. Um, then uh, could you repeat your second, the second part of that? Yeah. So just what are the things that I guess we can, um, we can oh. learn from what you, what you did there at the retreat? Right. So we did a lot of Qigong practice. We have a, a, a pretty regular schedule while we're there. Uh, you know, we get up in the morning at 7 a.m. We're all together in the practice area and he does a practice from seven to eight, a Qigong practice. We did some punching, which was really, um, really interesting and kind of fun. And, uh, and then we have breakfast and then, you know, you just kind of go throughout the day and there's kind of a mix up of kind of a breath in and a breath out. So we'll have some practice and then some downtime and then more practice and then downtime. And during some of the downtime, he lectures. And one of the things that he really, that really I've heard before, but didn't really understand the way I understood it this time was the idea of connecting to the good. So in other words, the example he gave was when you right now, this is, this is all the power we have right now. People oftentimes spend their time looking back on a bad childhood or a traumatic incident, you know, in their past that is really forming how they feel right now. And then that will build into your future if you continue to focus on something that is negative or bad. And his message was connect to the good, go back, scan through your childhood, what was good, then bring that to the pre present moment. And then that is what will kind of pave the way for your future is to really connect to the good things because it's absolutely impossible to have anything be all bad. There's always some good. If you look at the yin yang symbol, there's always a little bit of good, a little spot of white in the black part and a little spot of black in the white part. So I think that was the most, uh, the most touching moment and make sure you get a lot of sleep. He said <laughs> yeah. one of the, the other thing he said was sleep like a king or sleep like a queen, which means leave your worries at your bedroom door and get quality rest. And that is the absolute best practice that you can do for yourself. Yeah, I I remember my dad would would tell me, or he would tell my brother as well. Well, I guess everyone uh, in my family, but he'd say like, you don't want to go to bed angry, you know, you just want to go to bed like in a happy place that you left the day with all your your worries. And I guess another way to do that is to kind of write down how your day was, like journaling. Um, yeah. Next to your like, just have a journal next to your bed. You could just write something. Um, of what you were doing that day and just going through everything. So you're not having to think about it while you sleep, you know? Yeah. It's that a good download. Sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And it's a good idea too, just FYI to keep a journal next to your bed. Anyway, if you have a dream, wake up, if you wake yeah. up from it or you wake up in the morning and you remember, write it down because your, your um, wiser self, is communicating with you through your dreams. People think, oh, that dream was crazy. You know, it was ridiculous. It can't mean anything. And it really does. And over time, you could begin to see a pattern. And it really is your your subconscious urging you or poking you and wanting you to uh, 
to act on something or maybe stop acting on something or whatever mm -hmm. it is. So it's a great journaling is a great idea. That's a, that's, that's a great recommendation. I have a question for you here specifically. So you're certified in teaching Qigong, correct? Not Qigong. I'm not a Qigong master, but there are certain programs. I, I'm certified to teach Dragon's Way Qigong. Um, my teacher also has a women's breast health uh, uh, program that I'm certified to teach. Uh, there's a program called Three E's, which stands for Energy Everybody Every Day, and it's kind of like uh, it's like a, a shot of chi espresso. <laughs> <laughs> That's great to do first thing in the morning, right? Just to get you going. And uh, and then there's something called the four energy gates, which I really, uh, that's, that's also a great little practice. And um, I actually taught that on, on a, uh, a Lakota Sioux reservation a couple of years ago. And that had pretty amazing results, both for me and the people I was teaching. So. So I'm interested in the last one you talked about there. Like, I'm just curious, like, what does the class entail? Like, so you as a teacher, what do you teach your students, like, during the session? For for energy gates or yeah. breast health? Oh, for energy gates? So we yeah. could do a little bit if you wanted to. We could do a little bit of four energy gates together right now if you wanted, because it's really, it's a, it's a great practice. It's actually up on his website. And the whole idea is just when you do, when you're doing four energy gates, it's like a, it's like a shower for the inside of your body. You know, every morning we wake up, we take a shower. Sometimes we take a shower before we go to bed and that cleanses us on the outside. But you know, what are we really doing for our insides? So this wipes away everything so that you can get that quality sleep, Bryce, that you were talking about where you leave your anger or your worry mm -hmm. at your bedroom door and you can just go right to sleep. So, um, so I can show you that now if you'd like to like to give it a whirl. You want to try it, Bryce? <laughs> yeah, I, it's yeah, super. Sure. It's super simple. You really don't even have to get up. I'll stand up just so you can see me. But um, so I just stand, and you guys can do it sitting down. That's what's so great about this practice. Am I okay in the thing? Okay. So I take my left hand, and I put it in front of me. I put my right hand over my left hand like this. So there's a little spot right here and you're gonna to have to look for it but right in between in this area mm -hmm. yeah in the little that's pocket where there. the that's where the lung and the large intestine meet that the, the meridian yeah. and I don't we talked about meridians last time but you know I'll just say really quickly the meridians are the energy pathways in our body that carry energy to all of our organs and to everything else and they really power our entire lives so this is where the lung and the large intestine intersect, which is very, it's a very important spot. So you're gonna take your hand, put it on the outside, and with the thumb on the outside, you're gonna press into that point, and you're gonna find where it hurts. You really wanna look for where it hurts. And once you find that, you're gonna make little circles, and we do 50 circles going clockwise, and then 50 circles going counterclockwise, but you have to make sure it hurts. I wish I was there so that I could press on them for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can, I can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. People are always amazed when I touch it. They're like, Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah. So you just go one way for about 50 times and then the other way for about 50 times. 
and then you switch to the next hand and then you just do the same thing. I didn't do the full 50, but in the interest of time, yeah. but just so you guys knew. <laughs> and then you do the same thing. So my right hand, my left hand is on the outside. What's the benefit of, of standing and doing this? Is it just, there's no benefit of standing. I'm just standing okay. so you can see me. I was just, it was okay. just, it was easier for you to be able to see my hands. You can, you can do this anywhere. You can do this. You can do this on an airplane unless you're flying it. You can do this. <laughs> you can do, <laughs> you so can this, do this. Hey. So this helps what relieve like any pain in your body or like any, like, so, uh, I guess bad feeling. It will do that. It's really good for stress relief. Okay. This is so good. But in fact, Elizabeth's friends love when I do this for them when they're when they're stressed out or just if they're hanging. They're always like, "Oh my God, Beth, will you will you please do my spot?" And uh, <laughs> and one time I walked into Elizabeth's volleyball game and they were all doing it to each other while they were sitting on the side, like they were all rubbing <laughs> each other's spot. It was really cute. So this, the point of this, the reason, pardon the pun. So the um, Large intestine meridian comes up, circles around in here, mm -hmm. comes back and goes over, okay? The lung ends here. So the lung, lung meridian ends here, large intestine here. So actually I might've done that wrong. So here's the lung. The lung starts here and ends at the thumb. Then the large intestine comes up, goes around the shoulder, around the back, up the back of the neck, and ends on the side of your nose. So what that means is this working this point actually will affect everything on the upper part of your body. There are other meridians that are all through here that are also affected because they're, they're neighbors. They're mm -hmm. all in this, in the arm and in the shoulder. So what specifically would this be good for? Interestingly, it's good for a headache. It's good for um, congestion. If you're feeling congested, like you have a cold, it's also really good for crow's feet. <laughs> Not that you guys have to worry about that, but wrinkles <laughs> on the side of the yeah, eyes, yeah. right? So, so, uh, so that's just some of the some of the benefits of that. It's actually also good for digestion, which makes sense because it affects the large intestine, which is kind of right. an important part of digestion. So, so that's the first energy gate. Do you guys want to learn another one? sure yeah go ahead yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay all right so the before, second energy gate yeah before you go so i i came across this video one time and it was like where you there's like a spot on your wrist or somewhere i think mm -hmm. it is um and you like push down and just hold it for like a while and you can do this like before you sleep apparently it, it makes you like fall asleep a lot quicker Oh, that could be that could be I'm not yeah. sure if if that has any relation to this or or if that's even one of them but okay. I don't right. know I don't know it because I don't know anything about it I couldn't speak to it I do know mm -hmm. that you know there are you've seen you know acupuncture charts and acupuncture yeah. dolls I'm sure and I mean the the meridians through it so it's entirely possible that there's a point here that I, because I'm not a licensed acupuncturist, I wouldn't know about, but so okay. I'm just kind of giving the overview of the little, little tiny bit that I do know. Okay. Yeah. You can go or ahead and show us, show us the second one. Okay. So the second energy gate looks like this. 
and I'll just stand up so you can see me. This is another one. Actually, so there are four energy gates. The first three I love to do while I'm lying down because you can. So I will do them before I go to bed or I will do them when I wake up or if I wake up in the middle of the night. This one is actually a great one. If you wake up and you can't get back to sleep, it's mm -hmm. really good for relieving anxiety. So you take your left, your left hand and your palm and you put it between your, your chest, like right in the middle of your chest, like kind of between where your nipples are. And then you take your right hand and put it over your left and very gently, you're not pushing because we're going to do circles again, but you're just very gently doing circles. And I guess I'm going counterclockwise first, but you don't have to. And just breathe. You can close your eyes while you do this. You can feel your shoulders relax. And your breathing calm down. And then we can turn and go clockwise. And that's the second energy gate. That made me so feel again, peaceful for some reason. <laughs> it made you feel what? Peaceful and like at ease. That's the point. The beauty of that one is that the palm in traditional Chinese medicine represents your heart, which I also recently learned even that this right here is kind of your map, right? Even if you think mm -hmm. about palm reading, that's your map. It doesn't change. And so it's kind of a, a, the outside mirror of your heart because that's also really your map. I mean, we all like to rely on our brains a lot, but it really is our heart ultimately that that kind of leads the way because that's where the spirit lives. So, okay, we're ready. I'm glad for you number felt three. some peace. You want number three? Okay, <laughs> stand for number three again. Okay, this one you can also sit. You can lie down. You can stand. So I'm going to take my right hand and I'm going to put my thumb in my belly button. So find your belly button, put your thumb in there, then line your fingers up underneath your thumb. And right where your pinky is at the bottom, that's where you're going to start tapping. You don't have to tap hard. You can. <laughs> You'll get quite a result if you do that, but you don't have to. I can get going at a good clip. And this I do, you know, I can do this. I personally can do this for a long time. For a beginner, I'd say, you know, three minutes, five minutes just to kind of hit that, that spot. And this is a major intersection in your body. So this is actually a great movement to do because it's where the top and the bottom meet, right? So this is great to do if you're like, uh, if you're gonna have a surgery, this is a really, really good thing to do. Before or after the surgery? Before and after. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but it's also good to do. I also find this one to be really good for digestion as well, because look, it's look at the area where it is. So this is good for digestion. If you're going to have a surgery. So there's that one. And if you want, do you want the fourth one? Or did you have any questions about the third one? 
So the third one, like what does it try to achieve exactly? You said it's the meeting point between the top and the bottom, correct? Is that what you said? Yeah, if you think of even like a like a cross, like that's yeah. what you're dealing, like it affects yeah. everything. And it mm. just really helps to disperse such a stuck energy. And I guess I can share a personal uh, anecdote about that one. I went on a retreat when I first started doing Qigong and Christopher was born by cesarean section. Elizabeth was not, she was born natural. And I had a scar in that area. And so I was on this weekend, we were doing a lot of that, a lot of that movement, a lot of all the four energy gates. And all of a sudden, my whole area, like right under my belly button, erupted into like this purple, purple, black and blue, like the whole, I had a whole section and I thought, what is going on? Come to realize months later, all the scar tissue that was in there is now gone. So what I had really done was dislodge whatever the stuck stuff was. And now, of course, so if that happened in, Let's say I did that in like 2011. Christopher was born in 1998. So that mm -hmm. stuff had all been sitting there for a long time. But now I don't have the same toughness in there that I used to have. You know how scar tissue can feel kind of bumply and right. it's like not rigid. quite right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I no longer have that. So at the time I was scared. I thought, wow, what's going on? <laughs> I'm blowing up, but I didn't. <laughs> Uh, Chris hurt you that bad, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't. He did. It was all worth it. 100% worth it. I would easily do it again. Would have been nice if you could have just been a natural birth, but <laughs> he taught me something. Okay. <laughs> so and the was, fourth was, one. Yeah, I was not going to say, was the last one you, you had to show so the us? Fourth Okay, the fourth one, you have to actually, you do have to stand for this one. We all have a point right here in our derriere. <laughs> There's a point right back there. And you won't be able, it's really hard to feel, you know, we're not really skilled, but there's a spot that really hurts back there. So I make a loose fist. I stand with my feet about hip width apart. I have a loose fist. And then I'm going to lift my arm and drop it back. And you can hear, so I just want you guys to listen because you can hear the thud. You ready? Because yeah. you'll know you have the spot when you hear this, this sharp thud. So here it goes. Do you hear it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it's supposed to sound like. And it does hurt. <laughs> it's hurting me right now. This is actually really good. This is really good for you guys because it is, um, it's the gallbladder meridian. That's a gallbladder point, which has to do with decision making. And I know you guys are all like <laughs> in the throes of making decisions about your futures and everything. So that could be a really useful one for you. And I'll tell you, I could stand and do that one for a long, long time. That one, um, I can do for 45 minutes. I can stand and do it for an hour. You know that you're doing it really well if you get a tiny little black and blue mark. It's kind of a deep black and blue mark, then you know you're really affecting the energy. So, but for beginners again, three to five minutes <laughs> will do you right nice just to get you started and see if it, <laughs> see if it appeals.
they should make a pendulum to just like constantly hit you. Yeah. <laughs> like a, well, like a double well, swing <laughs> that hits you. No, but you know, Bryce, the interesting thing is with traditional Chinese medicine, nothing is ever wasted. Everything you do has a purpose, even holding chopsticks. Everything you do has a purpose. So by doing that, you're also, again, moving all of these meridians. You're hitting right here. So you're affecting, again, the lung, the lung meridian. Mm. And um, and really uh, working out shoulder issues and neck issues. So it's And at the same time, you're supposed to be twisting toward each side, which also affects this area in your, in your uh, midsection called the belt meridian. So... There's just, there's a purpose for all of it. So that wouldn't work. <laughs> You'd be missing out for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a fake way to practice Qigong. Exactly. It's the Disney world. <laughs> it's, it's Disney world Qigong. <laughs> so the final question I have for you is, so... When I think, when I usually think of traditional Chinese medicine, I think of stuff like acupuncture, cupping, massages, whom herbal remedies, and I guess qigong. Now, now that you've taught me about that a little bit, so what do you think that are some of these stuff that people should incorporate into like their just daily lives from Chinese medicine? Like, are there any practices specifically that are easy to do that people could just do on like a daily basis not even on a daily basis you could do it like once a week like specific well, stuff i would recommend daily basis and you know you again andrew we can go back and start at the beginning and keep it really simple like really look at um how's your sleep are you sleeping well mm -hmm. and really making a point to get to bed early enough so that you can get to sleep and kind of get that charge in the middle of the night that you that we all need. So there's that piece. Um, food, looking at your foods, all the foods we eat have an essence, and they all have a purpose. And really paying attention to why do I want to eat certain things? And why am I repelled by other certain things? And really kind of paying attention and being more mindful about that, trying to stay peaceful, you know, really focusing on, you know, if you're at work, and things are going rough, you know, maybe you get outside and take a 10 minute walk, or even look away from your computer at a green plant. I always recommend that people have a live green plant on their desk so that you can just put your eyes on that green plant just to disrupt any patterns that are going on. So those are all super simple things. For energy gates, that's a super simple practice to incorporate into, like I said, you can do the first three lying down. So you don't even have to get out of bed. Um, and those are those can be found on a website. I could send you guys that link so that people could, you know, look them over and, and be able to practice actually with the creator of them. So that would be my awesome. recommendation. Yeah. In, in regards to Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, um, there's different ways, like Andrew mentioned, like different practices or, or um, treatments that you could get depending on your problems. Um, and I've been interested in nootropics um, for some time now. And that that's just, you know, it's another term for smart drugs. It's more commonly known as smart drugs. But I'd rather say, for a better word, as cognitive enhancers, 
you know, for brain function. And some of those mm -hmm. actually stem from, you know, Chinese origin. So some of them, for example, rhodiola, rhodiola rosea, okay, that's going to be for your fatigue and stress. Uh, ginseng, everyone knows what ginseng is mm -hmm. for re relaxation, immunity, ginkgo biloba for, you know, cognitive, cognitive function. Mm -hmm. Bacopa, um, Monieri is one to help with, you know, memory, Alzheimer's, uh, disease, and it's more commonly known as water hyssop. Um, if you heard mm -hmm. of that, it's the same thing. Um, and lion's mane. So mm -hmm. lion's mane mushroom for, you mushroom, know, yeah. growth in your neuron patterns. And, and I was just curious, yeah. right? Yeah. And I was just curious if, you know, you use any of those regularly and if you would recommend that people maybe experiment with that if they're having those types of problems in their life. Well, I would say that um, herbs are a great way and that's how we refer to them. It's not nutrigenics mm -hmm. or is that what you called it? Neutrotropics. Neutropics. Yes. Nootropics. Thank you. Um, or um, the cognitive enhancers, you know, they're herbal remedies and they're, mm -hmm. they're all the ones that I use come from my teacher who is also an herbalist and he makes all of these combinations based on what people's needs are. So I actually, before I would recommend experimenting uh, mm -hmm. in that, in that respect, just so you could narrow it down, actually seeing a, a licensed acupuncturist who also has a background in herbs that could really help you narrow down because one of the, one of the key uh, components of acupuncture is really looking at the location. So when somebody has a pain, right? Like if you have a pain in your knee, that's significant. And if you tell an acupuncturist, Hey, I've got this pain in my left knee, I don't understand what's going on. And then they stick a needle you know, in your back or someplace in the bottom of your foot or something. Yeah. And you're wondering, what does that have to do with anything? Well, that has to do with the fact that your knee is related to your kidney. So the location of the pain, the location of the illness, the location, that will tell you a lot. So you don't have to go chasing different things, right. you know, in, in terms of the experimental piece, you can really narrow it down. And then that herbalist who is also an acupuncturist can recommend, Hey, these herbs will really support you. This is what you need. Now I'm not, again, I'm not an herbalist or a licensed acupuncturist. Right. That's just been my experience again, um, working with acupuncturists and people who, people who also study herbs. And of course my teacher who makes many herbal concoctions. <laughs> <laughs> for people yeah. to help to help people heal to really give you the support you need awesome well it was lovely having you on again uh this time it was more specific to you know chinese medicine as well as qigong so i think a lot of people will appreciate that oh that's awesome i'm so happy you guys had me thank you i really appreciate it thanks for coming on again Thanks for listening. Make sure to rate and review each episode and follow us on social media. Stay fit and keep grinding.